This morning we're going to talk about prayer and fasting. <clears throat> yeah. Brother Scott told me last night at Matt's house that we didn't teach on fasting, but we're going <laughs> to... We're just going to go briefly over it. All right, so prayer and fasting is, is, is extremely important uh, if you're looking to touch the throne of God. If you really are looking, seeking for something... Um, Ezra 8 and 23 says so we fasted and besought our God for this and he was entreated of us so Ezra that's where I like to go uh, Ezra was a scribe he was well versed in the Mosaic law he, he led the second uh, he led a second group of exiles to Jerusalem from Babylon some of the people of Israel, as well as some of the priests, Levites, uh, singers, gatekeepers, temple servants, they all traveled to Jerusalem with him in the seventh year of the king. He found that they had rebuilt the temple. However, the people's lives were in shambles. As they <clears throat> intermarried with foreigners, something God forbid them to do. So, today's passage, Ezra moves on from the prophetic role to a leadership role. After he bragged about having God's protection, he led the people in prayer and fasting to ensure it in their return to their homeland. Typically, the Parisians would have provided military escort for Ezra um, as they were carrying you know, the monetary con contributions and the, you know, the stuff to the, to the Persians. Apparently, however, the Persian king had been convinced of God's protection for the returning exiles. So Ezra 8, 21, 22. And 23, we'll say. There, by the Ahaba Canal, I proclaimed a fast, so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask Him for a safe journey for us and our children with all our possessions. I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from enemies on the road, because we had told the king, the gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him, and his great anger is against all who forsake him. So we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. So, the children of Israel, uh, I'm sorry, <clears throat> Ezra's statement made such an impact on the king that, that he did not send the normal uh, protection that he would have. There was much at stake on the journey. There would have been women, children, around 2,000 people traveling, and it, uh, the trip was approximately 720 miles. So it was a long journey, and they was carrying a lot of precious stuff. But the king, with Ezra's statement, he, he was so moved that he, he's like, okay, God's got you. And Ezra was, you know, he didn't want to ask for help because <laughs> he was boastful. <laughs> Many in the surrounding lands may have been aware of the journey, uh, they could have been their enemies. So there were those in the Persian kingdom who were against the support that was given to Ezra for the rebuilding of the temple. Understandably, the route had to be considered for safety and welfare of all the people who were traveling. Ezra understood that many obstacles could arise and hinder them on the way. He realized if they were to have safe passage, it would only happen with the help of God. He called upon the children of Israel to fast with him to seek God. As a result of the fast, the Lord heard their prayer, and he showed Ezra the, the plan for a safe travel. 
he divided them up, divided up the precious cargo among 12 men in equal parts. The value of that was, was estimated about 35 million, so it was a lot. A lot of the monetary things they had. This was a lot to carry over a caravan for 720 miles. But through prayer and fasting, God showed them the way, and they got there safely. So, prayer and fasting moves the hand that controls the universe. God sees us, and he hears us, because we are giving something extra by taking something that we desire. That's the fact. Fasting is... It doesn't have to be food. It doesn't have to be. Uh, it can be anything. Really, anything. If you spend a lot of time on on uh, on your computer, your Facebook, if you, it's something that you desire daily, something that you just really love to do, take that away and don't do it. But do it for the right reason. Do it because, hey God, I I need A, B, C, or D. I need this prayer answered. I don't understand something. I'm in a slump. I'm doing this for you to get closer to you. There are many benefits of fasting. Throughout the Bible, we read that God's people fasted and God acted. Fasting was not a, a stranger to the early church. The prayers that you pray during a time of fasting will move the hand that controls the universe. These prayers bring forces of God into action on your behalf when you pray alone. You can get a breakthrough. The one of the whole big things about the the prayer and fasting is it's it's not about what I can do. It's not a public thing. It's it's not a boastful thing. It's a sacrifice, and it's your personal sacrifice. You know, the they used to uh, uh, put oil on their heads and and when during fasting and but. Uh, that was kind of like, I'm fasting, look at me. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's for the wrong reasons. So, there's a lot of people who's not aware of the, of the actual benefits of the fasting, other than, hey, we're, we're probably all a little over overweight. We can stand to, to not eat a little bit every once in a while. But fasting brings along a, a deeper faith than you normally would have because you're giving something up in faith. To so say, hey God, I know that you can do something. This is my sacrifice. I need you to do this. <clears throat> a faith is birthed through fasting that reaches out and takes a hold of God and His promise. And it, it brings it to a physical realm. This is proven when Jesus' disciples could not cast out the demon of epilepsy out of the boy, Matthew 17, 20, 21. The man prayed, followed to Jesus. But they were still missing that ingredient. They didn't have that faith that comes through prayer and fasting. <clears throat> Let's read that. And he said unto them, Because of the littleness of your faith, for I truly say unto you, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, then you will say to the mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. But this kind does not come does not go out except by prayer and fasting. It's kind of what we hit on last Tuesday night. Faith, prayer, fasting, it all moves us closer to God where we need to be, where He can use us, where He can talk to us, where we can actually feel His presence 
and really do what he wants us to do, not what we want to do. Matthew 6 and 18, Jesus told his disciples during the Sermon on the Mount, Thy Father which seeth the secret, he sees your fasting, shall reward thee openly. The rewards of fasting and prayer will be shown openly through the person being used in deliverance, gifts of the Spirit, healings, hearing the voice of the Lord, and your spirit is finely tuned into God's Spirit. Fasting produces faith, and it can help you take hold of the spiritual. When you lay up, when you lay up your treasures in heaven and by prayer and fasting and giving, your reward would be what you are seeking God for in secret. It's so important that that we we find a place, a prayer closet, per se, to spend time alone with God. So we don't need. Some people like to pray to music, and that's that's good. But we need to find a place to where we can just we can give ourselves completely to God and there's no distraction there's nothing to keep our mind that way we can actually have a hear to ear God that's that's what he is he's seeking our one-on-one -on -one time and fasting can bring us closer to him I mean it don't have to be a, a seven ten day fast where you don't eat you just drink water I mean that's that's good if you can do that but a lot of people's health can't can't allow that but just giving something to God extra will bring you closer to him I like to read sometimes I just like to open my Bible up and just start reading you know just to see what God lays on my mind what God will have for me um, and I, sometimes I will find some scriptures that are like wow you know God I needed that today but the the best place that I find that is whenever I'm in my my prayer closet, my my alone time, you know, I'm praying, and, and then you know I just get the urge, okay, I'm gonna read my Bible, and then and then God will speak to me through this word. You know, it's not an audible, but but this is God talking to us. Every word of this is from God Himself. So when we put ourselves in a, in a place where we're broken, where we're we're desiring something fleshly, but we're not submitting to it because we're doing it for God. Then He's He's apt to hear us more so because we are sacrificing for Him. If you need direction in your life, if you're looking for an open door, if you're confused, concerned with your future, seek God through prayer and fasting. This is evident in the lives of the apostles when they were seeking God for direction. Acts 13 and 2. As they ministered or prayed unto the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit moved. Fasting must be combined, combined with consecration. Paul continually emphasized the power, uh, the powerful fact of keeping the body under subjection. He beat down his own flesh and kept it subdued by fasting often. Second Chronicles 11:27. There's great warfare between the flesh and the spirit, a fight between the appetites. Of man and desires of spiritual progress. Your spirit is is very open to the spirit realm during the time of fasting, because you are breaking down the flesh more and more, and letting more and more of God in. That sacrifice, He's allowed to move in because you're more focused on God. Because you you're struggling, your body is hurting. But you know why you're struggling. You know why, and you're you're 
giving God more. You're praying more. You say, Lord, I'm, uh, you know, I need this answer. I'm doing this. I need, I need, and God will hear you. <clears throat> Read your Bible through just the fasting more so than normal. You're gonna need it. Um, if you normally eat your lunch at a certain time, your breakfast at a certain time, and you're fasting, take that 30-minute lunch break. Read your Bible. Pray. Give that specific time you would normally feed in your flesh to feed your spirit instead. <clears throat> God sees that. The, the, the faith that you are, are, are giving during that time will actually you know, bring you closer to Him. Um, fasting without prayer is only a diet. You know what I mean? It's, it's just like, like, okay, I'm doing this because I need this. Okay, cool. Now I'm just not going to eat for three days. You're not doing anything. You know, you're not giving any more than you're just starving yourself. A good example for us to follow is would be Daniel. Daniel 6 read, He knelt upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God. You know, do it often. Give God more. Uh, that's a problem with, with us. We have so many things in our lives that we give our time to that we... That, we just put God to the side a lot. Yep. I, I'm going to schedule a little time here and schedule a time here around my schedule for God. But that's, that's the opposite of what it should be. God should come first and we should be able to schedule our lives around Him. But we're busy people. This world has got so much for us to do. So many things to distract us that we need to pull ourselves back sometimes. And just a reminder of, hey, this is what I really need to be doing. It's not about me. It's about God. During this time, I say read your Bible constantly. Remember, fasting sometimes can be a lonely place. Because it may, it may take a while. If, if you're really fasting for an answer... God's answer is on God's time. It's not on our time. You, know, it, it, you may say, okay, I'm going to fast breakfast and lunch, and I'm not going to do A, B, and C. I'm, I'm going to give a big sacrifice because I need this answer. I need this, and I'm going to do this until God answers me. Well, get ready because he will answer you, but he's going to put you to that trial. He's going to make sure. That your mind is right. He's going to make sure that you're doing this for the right reason. He's going to make sure that, that this really needs to happen the way you want it to. Because it may not. And it probably won't. <clears throat> That's the good thing about our God. He does what he knows is good. Not what we want. Because we're selfish people. <clears throat> the, the, the good thing about the fasting is that it, it's your reward. It's It's not... It's not going out and witnessing and bringing people to church. This is something personal. This is something you and God is. It's a, it's a very, very personal thing. Isaiah said, There is none that stirreth up himself to take hold of these. Isaiah 6 to 4 and 7. The only thing that can hinder your prayers is your heart. If there's no reason to seek God, to seek something if you are not 
good in your heart. If you have strife against anybody, if you have anger, if you have any ill feelings in your heart, that is that is the total opposite of what we are supposed to do. We can't have the we can't have the sin, the unforgiveness, the, the bitterness, the hatred, because God's not going to see us. He's not going to hear us like we like, like we need Him to, because we're not right. We have to put our we have to get ourselves right. We have to get all that out before we can actually go into a a, a fasting for an answer. <clears throat> Psalm 66 and 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. That tells you right there. If I have any of this in my heart, I'm just doing this for no reason at all. Your fasting, sacrifice, and prayers are all in vain if you are not willing to let go of offenses and approach God with a repentance and a clean heart. Sin will hinder you. That's the hardest thing. Somebody wronged you, and I don't want to forgive them. They wronged me. They, they haven't apologized to me. Why? Why would I want to forgive them? Why would I want to, to seek them to say, hey, you know what? You wronged me, but I forgive you. Whether you forgive me or not. You know, that's as a human, that's a hard thing to do. When I mean, somebody makes you mad, you usually just want to punch them in the face, but we can't do that. That's wrong. <clears throat> Your fasting, sacrifice, and prayers. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, during fast, sometimes the Lord will lay a situation upon you that you need to take care of. If, if you're if you're in this several day fast and God puts something in your heart, then that is something you need to do so you can move forward. If if you don't if you don't take care of this, it's all in vain. When you feel like you can't touch heaven, faith will take hold. Your faith will kick in. During the fast, your physical senses are under submission and your flesh is being crucified. It's, it's, it's not uncommon for a period of time to go without feeling because God's working on you. Romans 8, 8 and 1, it tells us that. Um, we walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. 1 John 5 and 14 tells us this is, this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he heareth us and if we know that he hears whatsoever we ask we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him during those times that you arise early in the morning the spirits willing but the flesh is weak that's when you really need to pray that's when you really need to give in and give God everything this is how we move those mountains that we talked about Tuesday night with faith. Jude 1 and 20, building up yourselves on your first, on, on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. According to Romans 8, 26, 27, the Spirit of God that dwells in you will, will pray the perfect will of God. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with the groans which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind. So, uh, Ezra 8.23, So we fasted and besought our God for this. 
and he is entreated of us. There's so many scriptures that tells us about how whenever we have problems, whenever people in the Bible had, had serious situations, when they needed something, they went to prayer and fasting because that's what God says in his word. He says, uh, prayer and fasting, if you want something and you need it, you got to give him something. You know what I mean? It's not like, hey, I need this and that's, that's a wrap. We have to sacrifice just as Jesus sacrificed. We have to give something. So, <clears throat> I hope you all enjoyed that. I know it's not a popular topic because our flesh desires, desires and desires, but so does God. He desires us to, and he desires a sacrifice sometimes for our time, for our body. So, brother, you pray for us. Lord, we thank you, God, for this day, for your many blessings. Lord, I ask that you move upon us, oh God, Lord. Help us, blessed Lord, to take root in our heart, oh God, and give more of ourselves to you, Lord. If we go into the main sanctuary, oh God, and, and, and praise and worship you, Lord, help us to understand, Lord, first our role in this kingdom, oh God, and, and Lord, the magnitude of who you are. Lord, we ask this in your name. Amen. Amen.